How often do we hear from everyday people? His stories from someone who look like you, work like you, live like you do. The good, the bad, most importantly, the truth. Because we're not all celebrities. We don't have a camera following us around to document our reality, but we do all have problems, issues, an elephant in the room that we continue to avoid in hopes one day will fade away. Well, I say, let's, let's talk, talk about it. it. Hello, ladies. Welcome to Let's Talk About It with Jackie Wade. Go around the room and introduce yourselves and let people know what you do. My name is Natasha Hub. I'm starting to do some entrepreneurial thing. My quote unquote nine to five caused me to be furloughed as part of this pandemic. And so I'm just kind of taking advantage of that opportunity. I'm Sanja Hopkins. I am a jazz singer. I too have Sanja Hopkins Jazz. And then I also am in the audible automotive business. I've been in that business for 26 years, and I am definitely a motivational speaker, the wife, the aunt, a great mentor, and a great coach. Tabitha Mundy. Right now, I'm a full-time mom of a seven-year-old doing virtual homeschooling and loving it. Well, I thank you ladies for joining this episode. It's going to cover self-love. I was looking at the definition, and self-love is believing you are valuable and worthy. And there's so many things that are surrounding us that takes away or adds to what we consider to be self-love. So I wanted to start off by asking you ladies, what is your definition, your personal definition of what you feel self-love is? It's definitely about putting self first. It's about making yourself a priority, showing the care of your own self and not just in your day-to-day -day physical, although that's a lot of it as well, but just how you treat yourself and the energy and the vibe that you exude from yourself. Because when those things kind of align, people naturally will gravitate and see it on you. Absolutely. My definition of self-love is the ability to have a care for yourself no matter what point you are in your life. I think that the love part, understanding what love really is, love is the attention to detail that we have on the inside of us. It's the, all those creative gifts that God has given us. Right. It's inner work that we have to do. And sometimes it takes a journey to get there. Learning to live for me was a process. Experience taught me and brought me there because for so long coming up, I was a people pleaser. We try to please our mothers. We try yeah. to please those that are around us so much. And I was guilty of neglecting myself and my self-love to try and be loved by somebody else. I was putting myself and my feelings aside. So that was a journey that I'm still on, but I've gotten better at trying to do things that will reaffirm my self-love and give me the confidence that I have. Like you said, Tasha, goes beyond the outer appearance. It's right. things that are inside of you. And I was talking, Sandra, to you the other day, and I was telling you about the Beyonce Pretty Hurt song, when it says, you're trying to fix something, but we can't fix what we can't see. It's our right. soul that needs the surgery. But right. it's so many people who are living with that physical attachment, and they lose sight of what self-love is. I agree. I would say that social media, the media, and sometimes even the people that you're 
around will sometimes shape the way that you think about yourself. Instead of you owning who you really are or doing that research in your journey of understanding who you are and what makes you tick, what makes you excited, feel whole and complete, those things are the journeys that you need to seek after, not seeking after just to put and look or seem just like someone else. And I think it's important to know your soulish realm is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And when those are not intact and they're broken or something is missing and you feel like there's a void, then you go looking for other things to validate you. That's the biggest part of understanding that you got to love yourself no matter what place you are in. Absolutely. You're absolutely correct in that. And I think that's where sometimes self-love does get misplaced as you describe people think its value is in things that because a person looks put together wear certain labels and brands that they love themselves but it's just something that you can't dress up it's something that will exude through you it exudes through you confidence and really and truly i've learned in my life journey it exudes through you your own self-love and how you treat others and how you interface with other people it does like when you were talking about how people try to camouflage the lack of self-love with label ownership or success a lot of people try to attach themselves to things that they feel will validate who they are as a person to make people like them. And like I said, I came from a process where I had to learn to first like myself. If people like me for who I am and I'm happy with who I am, I'm not sacrificing who I am as a person to try to get love from you. Most of the times you have the person with the biggest house, the prettiest car, clothes, and they are some of the most insecure people because they lack that. Absolutely. You have to learn. There's no way to say, okay, I love myself, you know, and then how do you love yourself? I just do. And it's, it's more than I just do. It is a process because you give yourself to people, whether it be relationships, whether it be a sisterhood, you being a daughter or a child, a mother, you give yourself and you give your love to people who you care about. And right. sometimes that love becomes depleted and you have to learn to reaffirm yourself. You have to reapply it. Take time to do self-care, self-loving things. And when a person disappoints you, it pulls some of that love away. And then we have to find a way to get it back. Right. Block out everything that is around you that is influencing you to act a way that's not natural. So influences like it could be social media. It could be everything that's going on in the political climate. It could be all the racial stuff. Those are or things where you see friends are achieving things that you may not have achieved yet and you're feeling a certain way about all that. Block out all that noise. Block out all of those influencers and those things that could be negatively impacted you as a person. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. There is a hard exterior each one of us grew up with. So I think as we build these exteriors growing up, sometimes those are areas in our lives that are just lying dormant and we need healing in that area. I have a circle of sisters that I know that they've been in positions where they have been either molested as young women or children. And in those situations, there are times when they're trying to move forward in their current life where that is still an area that's never been tapped into, that's never been healed, that you never did go back. And it's not about a Band-Aid. It's about a solution. It's about what can we do to help you heal in that position? It doesn't have to be abuse. It could be anything. 
thing. Another part of building that bridge is also foundationally like a, a father that affirms his young daughter. He takes her out on dates. He shows her what this life is supposed to be like. Right. So that's important to make sure that you've got that foundation that's firm. Right. Yeah. And it goes further than just father-daughter relationship. You have that sibling rivalry is what some people say, but that teaches you how to build character and have yeah. relationships with other people as well as with yourself. Just as we need self-love, sometimes we can be the persons responsible for taking self-love mm. from someone else. You have to learn how to heal so that you won't be the person that's actually doing the damage to another person. Because what we're notorious for as women is tearing someone down so that we can feel better about ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, a, that's not an angle of me getting self-love. I'm getting self-love because I'm going to say, well, I'm better than, than this person. Right. You know how they say you dim the light on a, someone mm -hmm. else so that your light yeah. can brighter? Right. Like, that's not the idea of what self-love is. But some people use that as a crutch and they figure that this is what's going to make me feel better, make me think that I love myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's funny that you said how you said it and actually how you framed it and you don't realize how prophetic what you just said was. I literally just had a conversation with my sister. So because of the work on myself when I chose to really make self a priority and show myself self-love through recognizing the broken areas of me throughout the journey more recent will the past four years. There's just some things that I've decided to adopt as a life philosophy, the life credos that I live by. And one of those is do no harm. Basically, I was telling her about this situation. I was discussing how I was trying to handle it. And of course, my approach doesn't concur with hers because mine is coming from a place of compassion and understanding and doing no harm. We came back, talked a couple of days later, and she literally repeated to me what I said. She was like, I am listening to you. I heard what you said. And like, she actually received it. She may not have received it in that moment, but I was indirectly planting that seed and reframing her mind, reshaping some of her character. It is, like you said, you know, you don't realize how you impact people, how the things that you do or say impede on people or that you're even toxic yourself. But once I got in tune with myself, it made me a better human being. Not that I was rotten, but it just even made me more intentional. I believe that in my interactions with individuals, no matter how great or small those interactions are, I will not leave a person worse off than the way that I found them. I try to be cognizant of that in my interactions and what I say and how I move and groove. I'm also a believer that when you do have an account ability to a higher being and in my case that is Jesus Christ you don't mishandle people in situations thus that makes me more firm in that I like how Natasha you have these words that you say you live by I don't know if, if you ladies watch being Mary Jane but I loved how Gabrielle would have these posts of affirmations. And I had done that. I haven't done it in a while, but when I did put those words of encouragement, things that I read first thing in the morning where I'm brushing my teeth, I mean, she had them on her nightstand and everything. The more that you need that, that information. Yeah, yeah. The more the more that you spread it out throughout mm -hmm. wherever, wherever you need to see it at. You know, like a post-it note maybe on your refrigerator. Mm -hmm. You can have it on your mirror if you have it on your um, dashboard in your car. Because sometimes people may challenge you and you have to remind yourself that you are worthy, that you are valuable. What self-love is, we have to reapply that. You think about going into school, when kids go into school, teachers post lessons mm -hmm. on the wall for them mm -hmm. to read at any given time during the day and you find confidence 
comfort in knowing that this is reassuring. When I read this, it builds that confidence back up. So we have to remember to practice those habits yeah. as a coach. So once I kind of got my mind right, per se, then the body has to come under submission for me next. And that's where the working out pretty much since 2018 got real intense and serious. And then here I am with the soul, you know, my mind, body, and my soul. So it, it is a trinity. It is real. Those three components, I think they're very critical to right. self-love. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to invite you on this segment. I admire your aspiration and your journey of bettering yourself and bettering your health because in a world that we're living in right now, this whole built not bought. Oh, my egg on every workout. <laughs> That is so underrated because mm -hmm. you have so many people that go for the quick fix because they yeah. are going to fix that self-love that yeah. they're lacking and they're getting their confirmation from insecure people who feels like if I just fix this outer, this tangible, yeah, right. if I, then this will make me happy. This will make me love myself because it's going to make other people love me too. When you go through the process of actually changing who you are from the inside out, you mm -hmm. appreciate self more. You appreciate that journey. Yeah. A lot of people are scared to take that journey. You have the Kim K, you have Cardi B, you have Chloe, everybody that's going through this body transformation under the knife and you have all these millions of followers that follow them and they feel like this is the solution yeah so this too and they're dealing with the same problems that you were dealing with before and after surgery the surgery didn't fix the problem or the issue it just made them appear to be in a better place they have problems just like the stress depression, all of that, it happens because there is no quick fix to forgiving someone that hurts you or right. yourself for being vulnerable towards someone who probably didn't deserve your feelings. That's a process that yeah. you have to go through. That's not a quick fix. How much credit do we give social media for the influx of plastic surgery or the body contouring that we're seeing on a day-to-day -day basis? More oh, so you have to give credit where credit is due. And the truth of the matter is, you know, you see Dr. Curves or, you know, whatever in Miami and you see all these, you know, women of these before and after shots. And I can't tell you that I haven't looked at it and been like, oh, wow, this looks great. I should do this. I should make that happen. But at the end of the day, I think that there's a picture everybody can paint in their imagination of what looks like success, what looks like winning, what looks like salvation. We can paint all these pictures of what those things look like. But the truth of the matter is until you understand who you are and where your character should be built and what has really framed you and made you and molded you and shaped you into the woman or the man or whomever you are, it's important to make sure that you figure out who I am. Where are my gifts and talents? What are my strengths and my weaknesses? How do I need to address them? How do I need to change? What do I need to see manifested in my life? And when you look at Instagram, when you look Look at social media, no matter what it is, sometimes you will measure your life by something that has, to be honest, you shouldn't even measure it based on that, but you do, and people do. And unfortunately, when you measure yourself against someone that has lived a life in front of the camera, that that camera may have been taping for, and, and Jackie, you know, with being in television, that camera could have been going for 24 hours. And then, but then they take that 24 hours and they spread that out against six yeah. or seven episodes. Mm -hmm. So here you are dealing with one challenge this day or are feeling great about yourself one day. And the next thing you know, people are 
trying to glean from that instead of understanding who they are. So I think it has a great deal to do with shaping the mindset of people believing that this is the life I'm supposed to live. This is what success looks like to me. And that's just not the truth. Mm -hmm. And it's good that you bring that up about people seeing what they see on Instagram and all that. But it goes so much further than the post. And I think that people, a lot of people do not know what the behind the scenes look like. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when you were younger and you would buy an outfit and then you return it the next day, (laughs) I'm not keeping this this is a loner you have celebrities or people who are considered influencers people send them the clothes that you are saving up to buy they are leasing cars that you are saving up to purchase and you're measuring your level of success your life you know it's it's causing you to be depressed and stressful because you're like why am i not living like this because this person is setting up a facade of a life that they're living in, they're not. You know how many people go to the car lot to test drive a car, to take it to their house, to take a picture in their driveway just to act like they have this car? Absolutely. I know, I know of a few situations yeah. where where people actually went to the to some high-profile people mm-hmm. and they actually were using their vehicles, their planes, in their videos so that they would look as if they had it together because that was the image that they felt like they needed to portray because being yourself sometimes for people is not enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It's more work to be yourself. Come on. It's easier yeah. to connect the dots and make it look a certain way and create the illusion. Right. That That's illusion. Good is that mm-hmm. illusion is something else. You get caught up in that and you becoming caught up in it makes you look in the mirror. When you look in the mirror in the morning, you don't like yourself. People right. do not like themselves. It goes so far beyond just the physical. When you see you, you see inside of you and you don't like how you feel right. inside. So you have to go and learn how to doctor on becoming a better person, a person who can stomach. Because like I said, you start to be negative towards people just so you can feel better. Right. That's not a way to get to a solution of finding what self-love is. Right. You made a valid point. I think that the issue is a lot of times that we try to self-doctor. And the truth is you need to understand who you are, what your makeup is. You also have to understand who the manufacturer is. Go back to the scripture. You know, I believe that that's important for us to find out who we really are and what his intention was when he perfectly knit us together. Now, I believe that you should have self-improvement. Don't get me wrong. I also believe that you should always exercise your mental. You need to read. You need to listen. You need to study. I think education is super important. But I think along with all these tools that you can gather from the outside, the inward person to become, to go in, chisel at your character, saying, you know what, I'm not liking who I am, but if the people you're around are always promoting that kind of relationship, or like Tasha said earlier, where if you do no harm, so if the people around you are constantly doing harm to people's names and talking about them and dogging them out, and that's what you're surrounded with, that's going to rub off on you. So you've got to change your surroundings, changing your circumstances. And if you don't like what's going 
going on in your life right now, don't blame anybody else for it. Go ahead and take some accountability and make some changes in your life. Go ahead and say, I need to change. There's something that I need to do. I am not happy. And if I'm not happy, it may not be everyone else's fault. It may be yours. Yeah. We can't always assume that everybody is of that spiritual background. So we are united in that and we are believers, but everybody does That's true. That's true. Right. Everybody has different beliefs and I'm not going to downplay what I believe and how I believe. Right. right. You have the right to believe what you believe as well. So it's That's just, true. I mean, to give it in all aspects. And like we were saying before, Sanja, in a previous conversation, I haven't always been and still most of the time am not the most safe person in the room, you know? <laughs> so there's, and I think that's important that you acknowledge that. I do take things from a biblical standpoint because I am a minister. So at the end of the day, the biggest thing for me, if I can mentor or coach, I want you to engage in who you are. I want you to be serious about who you are, but just be honest with yourself. I think that even through my life, I've made changes to the point that I said, you know what? I think not only will I do spiritual counseling, but I also have received medical, clinical counseling. If you find that you're unhappy, have the courage to recognize that mm -hmm. and know that it's okay. Some people don't know how to forgive themselves. So mm -hmm. even when you say, it may not be everybody else, it may be you, you gotta own your shit. <laughs> you gotta own the fact you are the toxic one. You mm -hmm. are the messed up one. And you are the cause of, like you said, your own unhappiness. Right. But people are not ready to face that. And right. I think it's important that sometimes you really allow yourself to be open to say, you know what? I didn't always make the best decisions. I base those decisions based on what others may have thought of me. Right. So instead of me understanding that this is an onion that you slowly peel back. Right. And you understand that, hey, there's a core that you're not addressing. There's a root that you might need to unroot something. I started taking a look at my inner self. I realized that there were times that I needed to forgive myself along the way. But like you said, Jackie, also hold myself accountable for moving forward. Personally speaking, yeah. I know that I have bumped heads when I wasn't as emotionally mature as I am now, when I wasn't as spiritually mature, and even now. Now, being where I am, people don't like truth tellers. And that is one of the things in self-love that I have learned to love and accept about myself is that I'm a truth teller. Yeah. Oftentimes when I have had conflict with people that are the closest to me, it's never that I've done something to them. It's a circumstance or a situation that had to be either talked about, addressed, right. and they just... Yeah. Let me ask you this. How do you start the journey to forgive yourself and give yourself permission to heal? Be intentional. Be intentional about then inputting things within your life that are going to bring you self-loving type things, whether it is giving yourself a massage, going out to get a massage or a pedicure, or manicure, whatever you can do in a safe way during this pandemic time, or lighting a candle and doing some meditation techniques to where you're doing deep breathing and really getting to know your body. Body and being comfortable with your body and who you are as a person. Um, and when you're breathing that in, inhale and exhaling out like that, it really will open up clearer space for your whole entire self that, that you can then yet bring into some things that will build you up instead of break you down. When people have hit whatever their rock bottom is, I right. know 
me, it was it was transitioning my daughter into adulthood and trying to acknowledge that I didn't know me. I had my daughter when I was 18. And so literally from my perspective, my entire adulthood, I've been a parent. I didn't get to know myself. I didn't get to grow up. And even to this day, I'll be 40 next month. I still tell people all the time, it's some things that as an adult woman, I'm still lacking. And I don't have a lot of experience in because I didn't really get back to knowing myself until four years ago. That's why I said four years for me is profound because that's when I began to do the journey. So I won't necessarily say punitively I hit rock bottom, but I knew I was at a place where I was like, all I know is her and me. All I know is growing up with her. Mm -hmm. All I know is okay, well, I'm not in this way in my personal life. I'm not in this way in my professional life or what, you know, based on comparing yourself and other people's journeys. When you know, you know, at least I was also spiritually aligned to where I could heed and be sensitive to this is your time. Right. That is when I personally on my own choosing sought out counseling. I had to unpack some bags of some things that I didn't even realize were still weighing on me. I didn't want to be stigmatized as being a single parent, teenage mom, and then all the pressure that I had to rise above the stigma. And then I put the stigma on her like, girl, you you can't do this. You can't, you know, it was a big accolade for me having a female daughter that she wasn't pregnant. I broke a generational curse of teenage pregnancy. Also that, you know, I kept her off the pole. She wasn't doing anything shalacious here, being that she didn't have a father in her home. And by no means am I perfect. By no means was I a good mom. I have had to do my walk of shame of apologies to my own child. But you're the best mom that you could be. Like, that's the thing. Right. You can't compare. Even to this day that I even have to say to her, right. I have done, you know, because again, with her being 21, we've all been 21 at some point, they still don't necessarily understand that until they do their journey. Right, and exactly. And I do feel that it paid off. I do feel like the sacrifices that I made, although maybe painful at the time and sad, or I felt like I was lacking, I look at it now, looking at her now and where she's at and kind of where I'm at. I'm not, I'm not arrived. But <laughs> kind of where I'm at, I wouldn't change it. I embrace it. I forgive myself for anything. Yeah. And I just live in the moment. You've forgiven yourself. So you're mm-hmm. living freely. You've been through the process. It's been a journey. And the, I think the first part of the journey is forgiveness. Because yeah. right. if you don't forgive, then you do start having the pointing of the fingers. We like to blame somebody else for our shortcomings. We never want to hold ourselves accountable. If I can blame you, then that gives me permission to not accept Except the fact that I'm doing something wrong in right. my life. Right. So right. that unpacking just helped you get to a place to where you can be even probably more honest than you already were. And right. it's unapologetic because you've been through the process and you know with healing, I have to be honest and true to myself. And sometimes that's going to mean me telling you stuff that you don't want to hear how you don't right. want to hear it. And that's something that another person have to deal with. I can't hold that tension, that stress for you. You have right. to hold it for yourself. So I commend you for that. Mm-hmm. What changes needs to take place in order to self-love? That you just need to own it. You say, you know what? I did good today. I was able to accomplish a goal today. I was able to move forward in my life today. And then once I do that, then help others along the way. You start with yourself. You coach yourself up first. And then you are able to 
be what you need to be, whether it's in relationships, whether it's with your family members, or whether it's with your husband. It may be just being a good sister, a good friend. But I think that the biggest thing about forgiveness is that you have to look at where you want to go, and then you look at where you are now, and then don't self-deflect, and don't beat yourself up. I think condemnation is a big part of a lot of people's culture. And you have to develop a culture just within yourself, within your family, that you say, you know what? No more generational things where we're going to blame ourselves. We're going to be different. I want to be successful and I want to rate that success based on something other than a Kardashian. That's important. We can't really depend on someone else because when they let us down, then we shut down. And now we're looking at depression. Now we're looking at suicide. Now we're looking at trying to supplement with abusive substance, whether it's drugs or alcohol, like you're trying to suppress Mm -hmm. that lack of self-love instead of trying to take the steps, doing the journey, hold yourself accountable and actually facing it head on. Right. I feel like a lot of times when we have like the TV, the radio, the computer, the phone, there's too much negative, too much outside noise. And it really doesn't give you opportunity or time to get to know who you are as a person. And then you might find that you really like who you are as a person once you stop comparing you to to other people. Right. 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 I agree with that. Tab, great point. Change is something that you have to make a decision that, you know what, I got to love me no matter where I am. Jackie and I have talked about this before. With me, no matter what size I've ever been. It's funny because people will come back to me and say, you know what? You are just such a sassy big girl. My entire family is 6'4 and taller. Not that you've got to not be healthy. Don't don't ever think that's the case. But I think it's important to realize that I'm not going to be 5'5 ever. And And when I get on stage, I'm six four, you know, <laughs> you know, and so the thing is, I have to own that. So yes, I will go to a boutique and I will get things that are custom for me. I will make sure that I look a certain way and have a certain thing in order for me to be able to not so much as play the role, but just be who I am. It's about enhancement. It's not about altering to the point that I'm not even myself anymore. And I think what people want to see is the genuine you. What they want to meet is the genuine Sanja. So when I'm on stage and people come to me afterwards and say, you know what, I really enjoyed that. That was such a great moment for me. I really appreciate that. I just feel your spirit. And at the end of the day, that's what you want, the energy. You want people to experience that part. Let's talk about that. You mentioned the enhancement Mm -hmm. as opposed to alterations. Like, what is the difference? Well, I personally think that enhancement is, you know, I'm going to get my hair done. (laughs) You know, I'm going to go and I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to makeup done. I want to get my nails done. Those are things I'm, I think that it's important that if there are things that you can rock without all the makeup, my mother taught me when you go out the house, make sure you look like you're ready to meet somebody. And when you speak, speak like you're auditioning for leadership. People sense when you are insecure. And as far as alteration, I've had my breasts done and the reason why was because and when I say that I don't mean I got a boob 
job. I would, I think I might want to do that, but I haven't. I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. But no, seriously, what I did do was I had an augmentation because I had lost quite a bit of weight and my breasts were very heavy. They were pulling on my shoulders, the straps from wearing the bras, and I was having back issues. And so I made the decision to go and get a breast reduction. And so for me, it's when I'm standing up in front of someone and all they're focused on is right here. That was a big deal for me because I wanted people to take me seriously for the position that I was in at the time. And I still am in those positions and I could not get that serious. And it's sad, but it's it true. Yeah. It happens. And yeah. here I am trying to be modest about it, always wearing another jacket or, you know, pulling across another shirt and things like that. And I thought for, just, for, for the fear of judgment. Yes, because yeah. it was always a situation where that was the first thing that people's eyes were focusing on. And I felt uncomfortable. So right. when I started getting to the point that I was so uncomfortable and then it started affecting my health, then I thought I need to make a change. Right. And so that was a change that I made, but it's a change that I'm so glad that I did. And yeah. I own it, you yeah. know? Yeah. I was explaining, I was talking to Tab a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago and I was telling her that after I had Jaden, I got a breast augmentation as well. Mm -hmm. And it was because after breastfeeding, my breast, I, my body just didn't feel the same. I didn't look mm -hmm. the same. I didn't like how I looked in clothes and it took me a decade to actually have the procedure. Uh, Jaden was born in 2001. I did the procedure in 2012. I actually studied the doctors. I wanted to see who could professional, yeah. professional with black skin. I wanted it to make sure that they could do it where it was natural. It was mm -hmm. a lot of things that I wanted. And I was laughing at the fact that when I went into the doctor's office for consultation, I was like, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want this. And he was like, well, I mean, can we agree that you do want the surgery though? Like, <laughs> you know, I was so adamant about, I don't, I don't want to be too big. I want to be where I am. I just want firmness. I want my perkiness back, but I don't want this. Like, this is what I don't. And he's like, okay, so let's, so we, we got that straight, but it was something that I chose to do for me. Yeah. My insecurity and my journey of being self-love came when I decided to take the path of doing my calendar moments. And so I started presenting my own Sports Illustrated type calendars back in 2007. And they awesome. Me coming from a church background, Christian background, I worried about the judgment that I would get from having this type of exposure. And even though I was comfortable, I had worked on myself, I just wondered what people would think, what they would say, what my mom's friends would say, how I would be judged. It weighed a toll on me, even though it was something that I felt like I wanted to do, grown ass woman. But I was still in the place to where I was wanting to be, that's like I was telling you, being accepted being right. I mean, I still have to go to church on Sundays and I'm selling this calendar that, you know, some of the pastors and deacons probably got in the office. Honey, they got 20 copies in their office, chat. And you a spy. And you a spy-fi. But you, yeah, but you look at those mothers of the church, you know, or your mom's friends, and they like, honey, I don't know what didn't happen to Jackie. It was, that was a great it was, calendar. It was not taste. It was not tasteless. Right. But it was done, you know, with class. When it went to press, it was like, what the hell am I doing? I think that's awesome that you did that. I mean, I never knew that you felt that way about it. But it's funny that along the way, when you don't realize that people are really rooting for you, when you put that calendar out, I thought this is awesome that. She 
she's doing this because to be honest, we didn't see a lot of black women that were able to put out a calendar on their own, distribute on their own, get the photos done. And Mm -hmm. I thought this is amazing. to see you bring that. I always admired you about that from afar. And I never said anything. I thought it was awesome that she has put all these blinders or blockers on like Tab described and she doesn't care and she's owning who she is. And I yeah. think it's amazing. I mean, yeah. I, I was showing it to my husband, like, look at Jackie. She looks amazing. You know, and you know, yeah. And then that was the process that I was most pleased about because I had been approached like, oh, you can be featured in a calendar and you can get two dollars a calendar and i'm like wait a minute so how much these calendars cost how much does it cost to own a photographer how much does it cost for editing i'm gonna print i'm gonna do my own it was the process that i was like wow i have made a product and it is Mm -hmm. ready for distribution it was challenging for me i have these birthmarks that are above my breast they've always been an insecurity to me you never know the flaws that people have that makes them feel so small or they just i wonder if everybody in the room notices what i know that happens with everyone and that's a journey of saying you know what these marks are going to be here and Mm -hmm. they're a part of me and and i have to accept them even saying it it's easier said than done right i still will gravitate towards something that you know won't reveal it as much but it's a process of accepting themselves for who they are being proud of what they're doing me having that augmentation even though it was an alteration i don't feel like it altered to where i just look totally different right right like it's not like oh yeah i can tell she got her breast done and you say it because I didn't want to have that appeal but you have some people that have an enhancement Mm -hmm. in operations there is a difference like they completely and that's what we were talking about when I was commanding Natasha on her built not bought people Mm -hmm. are like I need it by Friday like I need this body (laughs) before I go on my trip so I need to do that's quick fast in a hurry and they don't realize until they get in the process of doing it that that is a long time commitment because you're gonna have to do it again if you don't change who you are on the inside those eating habits those bad trace is going to bring it right back well you know there's a lot of people that don't want to do the work i mean we talk about it all the time there's work that we have to do in anything that you're in tasha i know you've worked at what you're doing and you just said that you've had a commitment some people want to spend their money on all of that that's all that's what they want to spend their money on and some people go into debt thinking about hey how can i change and become these people be closer to what i see as a perfect image And it's unfortunate, but it's true. It's things that people want to (laughs) do. I I just feel like I'm all about long-term because it's easier to do manage control than it is to try to reverse something once you've let it, you take over who you are. I appreciate your transparency, Jackie. And I think it's important for young girls to hear these kind of things. I started a girl talk at Jerry Baxter Middle School, which is, they consider one of the worst middle schools in Davidson County. But when I went and started working with the girls, it was just that they were broken in spirit and they really needed women that they could look up to and inspire them and give them hope and give them like drive that they could be whatever they can be. One girl was really asking a lot of questions and I was wondering where she was going with that. But this little girl had been picked on, picked on by a fellow 
female student and she was trying to decide what moves she should make, right. you know? And so we, we don't realize, but young girls are picked on all the time by males, by females, and they're just not safe. So they're not safe to come into their own and be who they are and, and being able to step out and make themselves look good to make themselves feel good. Sometimes they get criticized for that as well. So things like this is amazing to share with other women, but also for the younger girls that are coming up behind us. Right. Just think about the number of teenagers who commit suicide mm -hmm. because they have low self-esteem. They have that lack of confidence. And when you have a certain amount of bullying overpowering you, it's just like, I don't want to deal with that anymore. So right. they overdose on substance abuse. They take mm -hmm. these pills or they trying to drink. They do things to try to suppress what they don't understand because right. they lack this self-love. I had something pop across my phone as a tweet. Again, you know, sometimes things happen the way that they happen and what we're talking about and what we're discussing. I felt that this was highly appropriate. Absolutely. And in the comparisons, in the comparisons, some people may only appear to have their life together and others may have lived through nightmares just to get to where they are now. Just focus on your path and not on other people's journey. In time, everything will come together for you. Believe it. Mm. Well, that's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. I agree. Because this time has been really good for me to sit still, uh, I want to share what I have learned over this time with other people, being your authentic self mm -hmm. and not allowing the pressures from other people to make you behave or act or do things that are outside of what feels good for you, being authentic in everything, mind, body, and spirit, as you were saying, means more than anything else. And so... That's what I charge people with trying to do right now. Learn who you are authentically and be that every day. Right. There has to be a point where you develop some type of belief system. There has to be a point in your life where you believe in the strength of others, where you believe that there is a power that's higher than you. You've got to find some areas of your life where you can be as consistent as possible. Don't ever give up on yourself. Be your biggest fan, root for yourself. You just have to do that. So in order for you to get where you need to go, sometimes just focus on where you are right now. If you are able to do that, then you will be able to not reward yourself every time something happens, but you can applaud where I've developed. If you find more moments to celebrate, then you won't find that time to condemn yourself. Sandra, we had a conversation the other night and it really spoke to me when you said that a guy was in the conference and he said, just because a person likes you doesn't mean that they respect you. Right. And that made me think about how during slavery, the master had they favorite nigga even though they liked you it didn't mean that they respected you as a person you were still their property mm -hmm. and a lot of times we go into situations looking to be liked yeah as opposed to being respected to feedback on what tab said we have to learn to love ourselves we have to love our flaws and actually just know that who we are, we are good enough. And that is something that takes reassuring, that has to be reminded. It's a constant practice that we have to hold ourselves accountable for feeling the self-love. It is self-love. It's not love that someone else is due to give to you. So whatever it takes to get there, make sure that you get there and always know that you are more than the worst thing that you have ever done. 
Give yourself permission to heal and move forward. It's going to take time. It's going to take work. Sometimes you're going to fall short and you may have to start over, but always remember that you are enough. You are worthy. You are valuable. Ladies, I thank you for your time. I like to thank the viewers and the listeners for taking the time to join us. Healing happens one conversation at a time. Let's talk about it. Uh -huh.